Hey everybody, welcome to The Takeaway Show. I'm your host, Daniel Messersmith. I just wanted to hop on here and give you guys a uh, brief uh, message. There will not be a new episode this week because yours truly will be celebrating his 25th birthday on Saturday. So I have decided to take the week off, give myself a break, give my uh, laptop a break, and my thinking brain uh, rest. But I just wanted to jump on here first before uploading the episode uh, for this week, it just say how much I love you guys and appreciate you, and thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, I was looking, and I haven't had the time to mention it because I've had guests on, and we've gotten right down to the topic, but I have listeners that are in India, France, UK. I just want to say thank you and shout out to all of you for being amazing and listening. Without you, the podcast doesn't happen. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for pushing this show. And honestly, if you could have told me, told me two, three, four years ago, you would have your own podcast. I would not have believed you because I don't do well talking, even if it is uh, in my private owned little space. But thank you so much, though, for making this show what it is. And there's so much more growth uh, left to it. And I can't wait to see where it goes. I wanted to let you all know that the episode that should be listening is a alternate version of the Mother's Day episode. It wasn't that so great uh, having my mom on and her talking. But uh, there was an alternate version because the internet cut out 26 minutes into the recording. And it was basically the first half. So it you'll hear some laughing and some non-serious uh conversation in the beginning it's because i had to start over so it was like deja vu but uh i hope you guys enjoy it and enjoy the uh alternate version of the episode because it was some good stuff and it was too good not to be heard but thank you guys so much for listening thank you for supporting me and i didn't want to leave you hanging and so just know i love you god loves you and i can't wait to get back at it next week but until then Enjoy this alternate version of our Mother's Day episode, and thank you so much for all your support. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really upset because we have to start over now. So this is a take take two. Um, I don't think I can get the <laughs> the vibe back now. Um, uh, Mom, thank you for coming on my show. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for coming on my sh- uh, show. Um, happy Mother's Day. You're welcome, son. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, you know, um, I said it before. Obviously, I'll say it again because I never get tired of it. But I love, um, I love your story, and uh, I think it does need to be heard. I was telling, actually, when my did my intro, I was just telling everybody. I was kind of hyping you up. Um, Hi, <laughs> um, I was telling just everybody how amazing you are and how uh, impactful you are in my life and people around you. And uh, you've been through a lot. And right now you're in a season where you're, you're still growing and you're still figuring who you are out in Christ. And I think we all are. But you have a story that needs to be heard. And I thought, you know, this would be the perfect time to do it. It's Mother's Day. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, so what I mean, if you want to start at the beginning or whatever, you want to choose, you know, share your story. Um. Okay. Well, hi. <laughs> I'm Daniel's mom, and uh, my name is Elaine 
Catherine Van Arso. Yeah, I know he has a different last name than me because, you know, he can tell that story later. <laughs> well, I talked to her about changing my last name. She said, don't do that. So. <laughs> because I love you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I'm the baby of five. I'm 48 years old. I have three children. Um, I have two girls and a boy. Daniel's my boy. And I have two girls that are 24 and 26. And Daniel's going to be 24. Five. Five. That's right. 24, <laughs> 25, 26. Next Saturday. Oh, my Lord. I'm getting old. Oh, no. <laughs> kidding. But I look so young, but you can't see me. So, you know. We'll, we'll share a picture. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I grew up in a very strong Christian home. I had two very um, amazing parents. You know, they worked and they taught us girls and my brother um, about Jesus every day of our lives. I mean, obviously we we're preacher's kids, so um, we was bad sometimes, but most of the time we was pretty good. Um, I moved, I, when, I, when I was 23 years old, um, I moved to California. I married a United States Marine. And um, while he was in, while he was gone, he was overseas and everything. And it was just me and my girls. And, you know, we were lonely and, you know, just sad. And I really felt something missing in my life. Now, even though I was raised in a Christian home, taught about Jesus, you know, um, I really never uh, came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God took me to California to show me how much I needed him. Um, I got, I accepted Christ as my savior at the age of 23. It was just a couple months after moving to California and salvation is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life. It just really gives you a um, perspective about um, life is hard. Um, it's really, really, really hard. But when you have Jesus in your life and you have a relationship with him and you learn who he is for you, it makes all the valleys just little creeks, you know, and it makes the mountains even more beautiful. Um, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to to be a child of God, to be a daughter, you know, um, of the most high king. Um, so. I was married to this gentleman for 12 years, raised my girls with him. Um, so we moved to Texas. Um, you know, he became a Dallas police officer and uh, it wasn't even a year. Uh, he came home and he decided he did not want to be married anymore. In the meantime, I'm going to school. I'm working a full time job. You know, I'm taking care of kids, you know, my daughters. Um, when he decided he did not want to be a husband anymore, he also decided that he wasn't going to be a father anymore either. Yeah. It was very devastating to me and my girls because, I mean, he was our life um, from the time I was 20 years old and until 30 something, you know? So, um, you know, he was a big, huge part of, of how I was driven um, and, and how I wanted to better myself because all I ever wanted to do is just be a better wife. And, you know, I made, I made mistakes, um, in our marriage. Um, and you know, 
coming to Jesus and, and really changing who I was, was um, such a huge thing for me. He didn't really see it all that much, but that's okay. Um, because his walk with Christ is his walk with Christ, not mine. Um, when my husband chose to leave, um, it was very devastating. Um, I had gotten very sick. I had had a stroke. I couldn't handle it. It was stressful. I was devastated, brokenhearted. It was really, really hard. Um, and at the same time, I ended up getting shingles in my ear, which, by the way, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's very deadly when it gets to your brain. So it caused brain damage. And also I was paralyzed from the stroke. My brain was paralyzed the whole right side. I had to relearn how to walk, talk, just live, period. Um, I had to relearn myself. I was a completely different person. It was devastating, not only just for me, but for my children. And then months later, I found out I had cancer. And uh, they had to remove everything. And I was told that I would never be able to have children again. But I don't have cancer anymore. It's gone. Um, I got some new cute shoes for Mother's Day. <laughs> They're cutie. Anyways, uh I was a really hard time in my life. I had to quit my job um, because I'm raising two girls by myself. So for two years, I raised my girls by myself. Um, and then I met my second husband. In that two years of kind of doing that by yourself, uh, maybe you can kind of give insight to maybe a mom that's doing the same thing. What things that kept you going throughout that? I know you said you also had saved. What are some other things, though, that maybe factored on you every day, you know, getting up when I have to be there for my girls, I have to provide, I got to do both roles? Um, again, just just knowing that I'm, I'm being carried. I'm not walking. It's not my feet that's carrying me. It's, it's not my arms or my hand that's touching me. I knew I was going to be healed. And I needed to be a testimony for my children. I needed them to see that no matter what it is that you go through in life, there's there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is a very, very beautiful lamp unto your feet. And um, even though they were so young, they didn't really understand everything. But, uh, well, yeah, because my oldest daughter, she fell into addiction. And she's still there. Yeah. She's been in and out of addiction and um, just struggles with life, period. So I continue to, um, you know, and you know what's so crazy? I made more money in those two years waitressing two jobs. And I was home for my girls every single day after school. I, I was with my kids a lot. Before I was working 50, 60 hours a week and I never seen my girls. And I, I mean, financially I was struggling. I had two incomes, you know, and it was just amazing how God was just like, here, let me show you how easy this really is, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it was a lot, but it also was, you know, it also taught me how strong I was in Christ. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed those jobs and I, really enjoyed that part of my life and just being by myself and raising the girls. And, and believe me, it was hard. 
I cried a lot. I went to church every opportunity I got, you know, um, I didn't really start ministries until, um, after I married Brad, but yeah. Um, you know, the power of, um, of, of a praying mother is something that's not taken lightly. I'm really blessed to have you and knowing you're in my corner in any situation, um, not just when things are going good, but and, and also things going bad. And I remember when I was going through my situation, uh, my relationship, you know, I would just call you every day and just tell you back and forth how much it just sucked. And I remember, uh, I remember one specific conversation we had, and it's going to tie in later to something I'm going to share. Uh, but we were here and we were staying in the kitchen. And you know, I remember you looking at me and you were like, you have uh, no idea how beautiful of a person you are. And then I told you I didn't feel beautiful because I didn't feel wanted. And it's a lot for someone to see through you and see you for who you are, especially, you know, your, your mother. And I still remember those words, obviously, and I still turn to them whenever I don't feel valued, whenever I don't feel like I'm needed. Because out in the world, it's a very uh, cold world. You're replaceable, yeah. you know. But here, <laughs> and you're not. You're never. No one's replaceable. Yeah, and, and they make you feel that, but you are. And and then, but when, in with you because you carry that presence that, you know. I don't feel that way because of you. That you, you instilled that confidence in me because at one point you you had to uh, you had to train yourself up to instill that confidence in you, so you do it to other people. So, well, you're very welcome because yes. I love you very much, and you are a very beautiful person. You are an amazing person. You have a heart that you know you're you're a great son. Like you love me as if you've never loved before, you know, and your wife, you love her as you know, like she is, you know, you are, you're a very good husband. You are, you know, you're a stand up dude, you know, <laughs> you got a great personality, you know, um, I think I'll go buy myself a top. Yeah, I know, I right? <laughs> it'll, be pimping, it'll be pimping it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, podcast business is over. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how beautiful they are. You know, because they, you know, especially women, because they put so much of their value in a man. And and I used to be like that. I used to think that my value was focused on how much a man loved me. But once I finally started realizing, you know, I mean, I've been to counseling, you know, and I've been told so many times, you are so beautiful. Not only are you beautiful on the outside, you're beautiful on the inside. You have a beautiful personality. You, you know, you got a great outlook on everything. But what really matters is how God looks at you. And who you are through him, not of this world, because this world is wicked. The people in this world are evil and they're wicked and they, you know, they're a bunch of haters. You know, they don't they don't understand the love of God at all. And they definitely don't understand how to love through the love of Christ. Um, and that's how you should love everybody. You know, um, the Bible says that the man should love his wife as, you know, God loved the church. I mean, what did Jesus Christ do for his church? He 
sacrificed his son to save us and gave us the most ultimate love in all the world. And this world does not, they don't know what that love is because they're selfish. All they care about is what they want and what they're going to get. The next, the next dollar, yeah. the next hour. Yeah, exactly. The next, the next or, promotion. And... It, yeah. And whose butt they're going to kiss to get there. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to kiss nobody's butt. I'm just saying that's gross. <laughs> uh, um, I want to kind of shift the focus to kind of you and I's relationship a little bit. And just we've had a lot of just really difficult talks we've had a lot and i, I guess give everybody a little bit of background i was adopted by family back in 1999 and i felt like it was more of kind of a transactional relationship even though they did all the right things they went through all the motions you know like i adopted you i raised you and i'm not um at all kind of throwing that to the side, but I never had a relationship had a, with my mom, my first adopted mom, the same way I did with you. One of the biggest things was the vulnerability. I think there's this imaginary line drawn between a parent and the child as if, you know, it's more of like a, you do what I say no matter what, and they don't allow your, you to see that vulnerable side of them, but you're very open to that. You, you don't pretend you know, you have it all together. You, you let us see more of that side of you than anything. I think that's really what draw me to you. And I guess because of all that, I saw more of like an abusive situation back then. And with you, I saw more of a loving. There's not a situation that I can come across or have or will I can't bring to you. I had to learn that, relearn trusting you, um, because I didn't trust my first parents. But there's not a situation I can't trust you with. Uh, you know, deep down, you you know down to like my even struggles that most people don't even want to know about. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you don't um, want to know about them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just kidding. there's quite a few, but I bring them to you, and it's just you know you you receive them with love, and I I love that about. I love that you love like that. And I guess what I'm trying to say is also just thank you. You know, I can't say thank you enough because I, if I hadn't met you, I'd probably be on the streets. Really. You know, as a job core, I mean, gosh, you, my uncle, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when my uncle dropped me off at job core, he left most of all, like the parents stayed to like take pictures with their kids and see him out on the bus and wave goodbye to them. My uncle literally dropped me off. He stayed through the orientation. He's like, I gotta go. And I remember the uh, counselor being like, okay, you need to contact somebody and let them know you arrived safely. Da, da, da. And I was like, who do I contact? Like, my own last name wants nothing to do with me. And then um, yeah, it was that's... you. And then day one literally like you were there when i and i remember just telling you how much i hated it and i was gonna jump the wall and i wanted to get <laughs> out of there literally everybody else was doing it but you you know and i mean it you you invited me into your home and i didn't have a christmas i didn't have a thanksgiving i would have had none of that i wouldn't have had a place to sleep or food to eat or clothes and 
Um, you didn't owe me that. You didn't owe me any of that. That was it. You did. And um, that's just the kind of person you are. And I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. And I feel like I, I, ha- I feel like I do owe you. Yeah, you so owe that. me a million dollars. So whenever <laughs> you, you get receipts. it, you need to hand it over. <laughs> no, <laughs> the receipts for it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I do. I really feel like I do owe you that because just what you did for me. I saw a lot of kids that weren't able to go home for the holidays. And I was sitting on that bus. And I was like, I'm going to go home and be around family. And and then I, and then I didn't understand. It was like, I didn't deserve it. But I didn't. Looking back, I didn't. But you were there. You did deserve it. And you, you don't owe me anything. You've given me more than you could ever possibly imagine. Not only are you my son, you're my best friend. You think that you can come to me about anything? I mean, have you thought about all the crazy things I've come to you about? <laughs> you know, like I can be me when I'm around you. And I pray someday that God's going to give me a you, you know, like you never know. I might've already found them. You never know. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying like, (laughs) you know, I I pray, I pray, you know, like maybe that person, you know, is already in my life. Let's just hope so. But if not, then, you know, we'll just give that to God. Um, there's always the cloning thing. Yeah. I can figure that out. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I need a white one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. He doesn't have to be white. Don't take that offensively. I mean, I'll take all colors. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. oh, but he is white. But I'm just saying. But anyways. um, Good. Um, sorry, neighbors interrupt. <laughs> Everybody knows my name. I like cheers here. <laughs> Everybody knows your name. <laughs> but, um, okay. So I believe that God put me, you in my life. God put you in my life. God didn't put me in yours. Um, and I, and I'm gonna explain that to you real quick. Um, I probably, uh, no, I needed you more than you needed me. Um, my gift that God has given me, I believe love is a gift. And when God lays something on your heart and he says, this is what you have to do, you do it. And there's a reason why he does those things. Um, because, again, I wouldn't be who I am today. If you were in my life, um, you, you have been a huge blessing to me in my life. And whenever I, I talk about my children, I'm just like, and my son, you know, um, you accept me. You've seen my struggles. You've seen some silly things I've done. And, you know, did you like them? No. You know, your whole body language was definitely all in it. You know, (laughs) you you can't, you know, like you're just like me when it comes to your feelings and emotions. You know, you're you you can read it all over you. I knew I wasn't living right or doing right um, according to God's will, but I was broken. Yeah. 
I was beyond broken. Um, you know, this hasn't been said yet, but my second husband, which was a God fearing man, we were going to church. I was doing all the right things. It was an amazing love, amazing love. I mean, my kids adored him. You know, I adored his kids, you know, just, um, for 12 years again, another 12 year mark. Um, he also came home one day and told me he didn't love me anymore because of my sickness. Um, and we all know that wasn't the truth. Right. Um, but um, it was devastating. It was even more devastating than the first one because you thought this was it. I thought this was it. Like I thought I was going to live the rest of my, I mean, like I was focusing on going back to school and, you know, uh, building the business so he could retire and I could take over the business, um, you know, because we did all that. We built that business together. Um, you know, I had gotten sick again. Um, I had had another stroke from stress and um, I ended up started getting brain seizures. And then I was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, I was having anger outbursts and just not really knowing how to deal with it and, you know, trying to find the medicine and, you know, and I dealt with anger a lot. Um, and finally, you know, God gave the doctors the right medicine to change my life yeah. um, and to be able to control that. And he was not able to handle that. Um, it was too much for him. So, you know, I, I don't understand how people don't value marriage. Um but when you're when you're pretending to be something that you're not, and even though at one time he probably fully was devoted and dedicated, um, you know, there was a limit. It wasn't unconditional. And let me tell you, um, this is how you know that men let you down because God's love is unconditional. And not only is it unconditional, no matter no matter what attitude you have that day or what bad behavior you might have or what you struggle with or how great you feel that day, you know, like you can be whoever you want to be that day because that's just what you go through. And God is still going to love you. You know, you don't have to prove yourself to him. You know, people think they have to prove themselves to God by doing things. No. That's not how that works. Right. You know, um, once you learn who he is and what he wants for your life, you should do those through conviction because you want to be a better person. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Whew, I'm far from perfect. I'll be doing some ornery stuff sometimes. But, <laughs> but you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing that God can't forgive me of. Right. Because why? Because he loves me. It's a gift. God's love is a gift and love is a gift. And when you learn to love through the love of Christ, you won't let anything, you won't let no heartbreak, no bad attitude, nothing in your world defeat who you are. And when you find that next person or that other person's in your life, or, you know, you meet a friend or someone else special comes in your life, you're not going to, you're not going to love them or treat them um, any different than what God would do because somebody else hurt you. Hurt people hurt people. You but, there's no really comparison now. Right. You can't compare. Bring that into the equation and be like, well, because of this, you're going to do this. And right. 
it's just like with the relationships, you know. It's, right. Like you said, you know, I mean, just like if someone breaks my heart and hurts me, and then I have another relationship, I'd be like, well, you're going to do the same thing as that person. It's just not the same. Yeah, or you're going to take out, um, you're going to, what you, what you learned and what you dealt with and the hurt that you dealt with with that relationship, you're going to bring it into the next relationship. And you can't do that because that person is not him and that person is not her. So you have to start fresh and you can't go through life being scared to death that you're going to get hurt because guess what? You're going to get hurt, (laughs) you know, and it may be a simple hurt. It may be a huge hurt, but you know what? Love is always worth the chance. It's always worth the hurt sometimes because that hurt sometimes just makes you stronger. Oh, well, for me, it definitely made me stronger. Even though I'm a big crybaby, I cry about everything. But I come to myself so quickly, and I'm just like, girl, you better get it together. Today's going to be a good day. And I'm just like, yeah, that's right, sister. Let's go do this. (laughs) Split personality. I know, right? (laughs) Take two. (laughs) 